Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. And on this episode, I have with me a special friend, David Huff, co-founder of the group David and the Giants. Now, David and the Giants were true pioneers in the early days of contemporary Christian music. I know because I was there and I had the joy of being a part of so many early David and the Giants concerts in Southern Illinois during the Jesus Solid Rock radio show era. But let's go back just a little. David and his twin brothers, Rayborn and Claiborne, were born into the kingdom of God in 1977. Spent the next 20 plus years ministering across the U.S. and around the world. And during this time, they had many other members such as Keith Theobo on drums from 1979 to 1989, as well as Lance Huff, Kelly Huff, Gerald Hagen, and Denon Dearman. While David Huff continues his career as a solo artist, the Huff brothers do continue to perform on occasion as David and the Giants. It was at one of these rare dates in Nashville, Tennessee, that I caught up with David and had some time to sit down and chat about how it all started. This is Full Circle. Uh, It started really in 1969 as far as David and the Giants is concerned. I was recording at that time with Rick Hall and Muscle Shows, and I was with Capitol Records, uh, David and the Giants, and uh, I wrote a song called Judgment Day, and uh, even though we never put it out, I feel like looking back, you know, that God was already dealing with my heart, and from there, uh, in 1973, after going home to where I was brought up, I went to the little Baptist church where I, I, I used to go as a boy. And uh, I don't know, just reminiscing about being there because I, I grew way away from anything that dealt with God once I came into this rock and roll scene that I was doing, you know, with all the, the things that were wrong in my life. But going back to the country there, uh, it made me go back in time in my mind that it was actually good times hearing about the name of Jesus Christ. All that said, I went back home to Laurel, Mississippi from there in the country where I was brought up and I wrote a song called Glory Hallelujah. And so, you know, it it, it meant a lot to me to do that. And so I sent it to MGM Records and and I left Capitol Records uh, after, I guess, 1971. And so uh, the guy, Tony Scotty, with the Scotty Brothers, um, heard the song and uh, got in touch with me. I went and recorded that in, in California. 
And so MGM put it out, and it, it became a hit in, in a lot of markets with the name of Jesus Christ in the song. You weren't even a Christian at the time. <laughs> Not serving the Lord at all. I mean, we do that song, and we, we, we open for Sticks and Cheech and Chung and, you know, just a, a lot of groups like that. And, uh, but no real knowledge really in the heart of Jesus Christ. And so, but yet we get up in those bars and be singing, I get up in the morning, glory, hallelujah, and, you know, and so I stopped into a church to get salvation, and it went on. And, and so anyway, all that said, I feel like that God started dealing with me really heavy at that point. Looking back to 1973, David Huff with the original version of Glory Hallelujah, which he would redo 10 years later as a Christian with his band, David and the Giants, for the album Riders in the Sky. I get up in the Our special guest, David Huff, with a single he released on his own back in 1973 called Glory Hallelujah. And although not a Christian when he recorded it, 
This track was released during a time when many secular artists of the day were putting God or Jesus in the context of a song because it was a popular thing to do, a result of the ever-growing awareness of the Jesus movement across the country. As we sat around the kitchen table that afternoon in Nashville, I asked David how his band turned around from a secular rock and roll band to an all-out Jesus music group ministering the gospel to young people throughout the country back in the mid-70s. What a transformation. Now, the story is long and complicated, but it's one well worth listening to. Here's David recalling those days. Now, at this time, there was a David and a Giants that was composed of Rayburn, Claiborne Huff, who were my brothers, and the little Ricky guy, Keith Thibodeau. Then... In 1974, the guy that used to be Little Ricky on the I Love Lucy show was born again. He w- he received the Holy Spirit. And, of course, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. Well, two years later, after he quit the band, you know, he came back. And by the time he got back, Jerry, you know, there's a time and a season for everything under heaven. And it was my season uh, to change my life. I was at this time with United Artist Records. And um, I had a song that was doing great, but my life was doing horrible. I was just so lonely, so depressed. I had the girlfriends. I, I had everything, it seemed like, going for me except the inner peace that I needed that only God can bring and give to any human being. And so it was at this point, Little Ricky comes back, and one night after playing at Mississippi State University, It was a very depressing night, and I was so loaded that I asked Keith to ride back with me because he was straight. And so on my way back to Laurel, Mississippi, where we're living, he he told me about Jesus. And he said, man, you got to turn around. He placed a Bible in my room, and to, to God be the glory and honor. I started reading the Word. And I started trusting his word. But now, my two brothers, Rayburn and Claiborne, I witnessed to Rayburn one night. He was smoking a joint. Now, at this time, when I witnessed to him, I was reading my Bible. And I knew God was real. But I hadn't surrendered. I said, Rayburn, this, this is all I said. I said, there's more to the Bible than what man told us. He was smoking a joint. And this is, these are the exact words. And here's what he did. He said, man, I don't want to hear about it. Just like that. Those words is what he said. So I didn't say another word. Two weeks later, they were on the road in a motel. And at this motel, they had these giveaway Bibles at Days Inn. And so my brother Rayburn picked one up, took it home. And he was reading one night, and he was uh, smoking a joint and uh, drinking wine. And my brother Claiborne was going through a divorce, and, but he already had another girl move in, and she, was, she and him were living in one room of the house. My brother Rayburn was in another room of the house. And so there was only one bathroom, and to get to that bathroom, you had to walk through my brother Rayburn's room. So he was there reading the Bible one night, and he saw in the scripture where Claiborne was living in sin with that girl there. And he said, hey, Claiborne, let me read you something here. He said, what? And so he doesn't remember the scripture, 
But this is to show you the power of the Word of God. And of course, you already know that, Jerry. And he read him this small scripture. And when he read it to him, Claiborne just walks on out of the room and goes to the bathroom. And so my brother Rayburn keeps on drinking and smoking a joint. About five minutes later, my brother Claiborne comes out of the bathroom and he's crying. And he falls to his knees. And Rayburn jumps up and says, what's wrong with you? He said, we got to turn from sin. He said, what are you talking about? He said, the world would think we're crazy. He said, but we have to turn from sin. But it was actually my two brothers, Rayburn and Claiborne, that surrendered completely their, their lives to God before I did. And they moved in the house with me and tried to win me over to God. It took six months, three car wrecks, and I got busted for marijuana in a big old bag. It was a felony because I had so much on me. But anyway, and I still got a record uh, in Newton, Mississippi. But uh, thank God, it, it, it is it's completely removed where the main place is, and that's with the Lord because all my sins were forgiven and washed away. And thanks God to be to God for my brothers, Raven and Claiborne. I was born a country boy in a three-room shack. We didn't have much, but we sure had lots of love. There was a church just down the road I used to spend some time But now it's gone away And it's moved to another place So many memories So many tears I cried Let me take you now Save me, save me Save me from a rock and roll Shake me, shake me I don't want to live in this world Back in the year of 63 They killed my brother John And ever since the day The world seems to lost its mind The signs of time are coming true but you just can't see Don't you think we all need to get down on our knees We don't have very long I want you to sing along Sing it with me now Save me, save me Save me from a rock and roll Take me, shake me I don't wanna live in this world So many days I've been alone I thought about a better home It won't be long till the earth shall die Get ready for the meeting in the sky He saved me, he saved me He saved me from a rock and roll world He took me, he shook me I don't want to live in this world He 
He saved me from a rock and roll He took me, he shook me I don't want to live in this world He saved me, saved me He saved me from a rock and roll He took me, he shook me I don't want to live in this world He saved me, saved me David and the Giants, with the help of the world-famous Muscle Shoals horn section and Save Me, the first track from the first of a number of custom projects that the band completed on their own. It wasn't so unusual for a group to do one or two such releases by themselves, but David and the Giants put out five custom projects. Here's David telling us how that particular song came to be written. I remember Jackson, Mississippi, and I remember I was very lost, and this was in the darkest time of my life. It was, uh, I guess, around 76, and I was in a hotel there, and I was really loaded, and, you know, when I write songs, Jerry, I'll have either guitar or I'm on a piano, and I just, I hit a chord, and every what starts coming out is what comes out, and that was... I was born a country boy in a three-room shack. I mean, this is all true. And out of that song came out, Save Me. Save Me from a Rock and Roll World. And, you know, when I came down from where I was as far as on the drug thing, it, it was pretty amazing to, to look at what my heart was was crying out. And so that, that was an incredibly special song to me. And I went to muscle shows because I, I did most of my stuff at that time in muscle shows. And uh, I remember uh, one of the guys that was uh, part of the band there in muscle shows, Jimmy Johnson, he said, what do you mean save you from your rock and roll world? He said, what are you really trying to say? And I remember saying, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but I feel like I'll be able to, to know a lot more down the road. And now again... This was before knowing the Lord. And when I did come to know God, there's only a few lines in there that was changed because most of the lyrics stayed the same. But the good news is he did save me from my rock and roll world. This is Chuck Gerard from the group Love Song, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant the classic Jesus music radio show taking a look back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and you're listening to Full Circle Jesus Music. My special guest, David Huff of David and the Giants. And during my conversation, I asked David what his first exposure to Christian music was. I had no clue of Anybody serving the Lord. The only thing I knew was the four guys with suit and ties singing in harmony with a piano player. And then along came this one other group, uh, Edwin Hawkins, and they they had a song, uh, Oh Happy Day. And I remember, now I wasn't serving the Lord, 
but I couldn't I couldn't get over that they were playing that on secular radio and remember I had roots of knowing about the name of Jesus Christ even though I didn't have a relationship with him but other I didn't know there'd be such a thing as uh, you know a love song or any, any uh, artist like that I'm sure that you know that over the years, bands tend to change. But there's one thing about David and the Giants that never changed. Even when it seemed that the ministry aspect of the CCM world was fading away and many new groups came along, not even bothering with presenting the gospel, David would have none of it. The band would never do a concert without giving an altar call. He was adamant about giving the young people in the audience a chance to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And this was evident even at the show where we conducted this interview not long ago. Didn't matter that there were probably more non-Christians than Christians in the audience, as the concert was part of a guitar amp expo that David was invited to play at, since he's also a well-known recording engineer in the music industry. Seeds were sown, and maybe some souls saved. As David stayed a long time after the show, talking to anyone who had questions about his testimony and the things that he had shared from the stage. I talked with David about this mindset of serving the Lord through his music in the early days to the present. Full circle. I didn't come to God to sing a gospel song. I didn't come to the Lord to sign a record contract or to be of anybody, you know, of any kind of name. I I wasn't into all of that. I I had the contracts. I'd already done all that. And so I was only going to go serve the Lord as far as at the church, as far as just being a member of the church. And I laid my guitar down. I was going to teach guitar, and I was going to tune pianos, and that was going to be like what I did. And so at the church there, two years before we got there, Jerry, there was a prophet of the Lord from Oklahoma that came through and prophesied to the pastor during a service one night. He said, there's going to be a band that's going to come to this church. And they're going to be an outreach group for the lost. And they're going to win many souls to the kingdom of God. So when we showed up, the pastor didn't share that with us because he didn't remember that. We were there for a segment of time. I don't remember exactly how many months we were there. But there was a member in the church that remembered that prophecy, went to the pastor and told him about it. So the pastor calls our band in and talked to us and told us what had happened two years prior to us coming. And he said, I thought it was going to be a country music band. He said, because I like country music as far as that style of gospel music. He said, I believe you are the band that God spoke through that man. And he said, I, I, I would encourage you to take back up your instruments and use them for the glory of God. He said, and I'll go out with you on the road to help protect you from, you know, anything that would try to come against you until you get strong enough in the Lord. And so I said, well, Brother Morgan, 
when a, a, a carpenter comes to God, they hammer one way and they are who they are. I said, I only know how to play one style of music and that's who I am. He said, I don't care. He said, you write songs and as God gives them, use them for the glory of God. He said, a lot of folks will reject us. He said, but that's okay. He said, because I believe the prophecy was for you guys. And so I'll never forget, it was in Hammond, Louisiana, that David and the Giants, the new birth, the new David and the Giants, played our first date. And it was received by maybe 50% of the people. And the rest of them, we saw them as they were leaving, just kind of fanning their ears because it was a little loud for maybe some of them. But we knew in our hearts that it was all God. And here we are. Welcome back as I continue to look at the group hailing from Laurel, Mississippi, David and the Giants. Now, maybe you've just discovered this classic Jesus music radio show. If so, I have great news for you. If you love early Jesus music, you can go to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com and listen to all of the past shows that are stored in my archives. You'll hear just about every early Jesus music artist that there ever was. Just go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com and enjoy. I now come to the point in the band's career where things began to change, from self-produced, recorded, and packaged albums to actually having a record label behind them. They also were able to go from touring around in a van to having a bus to travel in. In January of 1983, a new label, Priority Records, was formed whose lineup included B.J. Thomas, the Cruz family, Bob Bennett, rock legend Johnny Rivers, jazz artist James Vinson, and Carmen. And they also took a chance on David and the Giants. Now this was a good starting point for the band, as the label was a division of the secular CBS Records. The first release, simply entitled David and the Giants, was widely distributed and sold well in both Christian and secular markets. To help garner some interest in this new band, the label also added to the press release that Keith Theobo was the group's drummer, who was best known to many as Little Ricky from the I Love Lucy TV show back in the 60s. The album had several hits on Christian radio, including a song called One Less Stone. And I asked David to elaborate on that song. And so this song, One Less Stone, was written as a commitment to God as I was driving and I came to a stop and I was just praising God and I was thinking, Lord, uh, and because and I remember the scripture, you know, and Jesus said, if, if these don't praise me, I can raise up these these stones and they will immediately cry out. And so I, I, I stopped at that stop sign and I said, Lord, here's one less stone that you'll have to raise up because I'm going to praise you. And I thought, one less stone. Yeah. And so I, I wrote that song called One Less Stone. With the song that landed in the number 14 spot for a total of 14 weeks in the summer of 1982, here's David and the Giants with One Less Stone. Now Jesus was 
David and the Giants, One Less Stone, released on the Priority Record Label. This is Jerry Bryant. I'll be right back with more of my interview with special guest David Huff. And I'll give you my mailing address if you'd like to drop me a line. So stay tuned. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, this is David Huff of David and the Giants, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. We're taking you back to where it all began. Hey, welcome back as I continue the next part of my special episode of Full Circle with special guest David Huff from David and the Giants. This is Jerry Bryant. Now, in a surprise move, Priority Records doors were closed in July of 1983, some 18 months after they were opened under the direction of the CBS management. Now, the explanation for the sudden shutdown came in the form of a press release that stated, we just weren't selling enough records, citing the move as a matter of sheer economics. The artist had to go in search of a new label. Now, fortunately for David and the Giants, the strength of their two albums on priority brought Murr Records to their doorstep. The first release, Inhabitants of the Rock, did so well for the band, resulting in two top 20 hits in the rock charts, including the song Are You Ready, written by my special guest, David Huff. And here's David to tell us more about this song. Yes, that song, it's strange how each song that you're naming has a particular place an era of time in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit but that was written in Norman Oklahoma and uh, I wrote it on, on a keyboard but you know it, it's another song you know like where I'm at where I've always been trying to compare the lost and um, if you're not ready you can get ready through Jesus Christ with the kickoff track from the album here's the Huff Brothers are you ready?
David and the Giants, and Are You Ready? Which peaked on the rock charts in the number 12 spot for 12 weeks in the winter of 1985. This is Jerry Bryant, and at the beginning of my show, I mentioned that I had caught up with my special guest, David Huff, here at a show in Nashville, Tennessee, not long ago. Now, an exciting thing about that night was that our good friend, Phil Kagey, showed up and sat in with the band for the whole set. I talked with Phil after the show, and I found out that this was the first time he had met the group. And what was amazing to find out in our conversation was that even though Phil had never played with them before, he didn't even have a rehearsal or a sound check, he played as though he had been a member of the group for the past 40 years. But then he's the one and only Phil Kagey. With a song that parallels Are You Ready? Here's a song that takes a look at one who was brought up with some Christian teaching is now apathetic about it and feels as though he's got all the time in the world to worry about the end of his days. With some great guitar work reminiscent of the rock group Cream, from the rock side of Phil Kagey's 1980 album, Philip's Side, here's Sunday School.
to where it all began, the full circle. This is Jerry Bryant, and you've been listening to a special interview edition of Full Circle. I've been talking to David Huff of the early Jesus music group David and the Giants. In 1987, the band released an album called Magnificat, in which David sang a song with his daughter, Kelly. Here's David telling us about that special time. That was a very special song to me, too. That was the first time that my daughter Kelly sang with me. So it became even more special at that point. But Heavenly Love was written uh, because the agape love of God far supersedes any love here on this earth. We cannot really comprehend it. And I, I, I want to grow more in, in the love of of God that's been shed abroad in my heart by the Spirit of God. I want to grow more in that, and it must be heavenly love because there, there's no other love that could come and robe himself in flesh and go to an old rugged cross and not my will, but thy will be done. And uh, I mean, to, to see that kind of love for a rich like me, it has to be heavenly. It seems I really never understood I was blind Looking for a love I never should You found me just in time When words just wouldn't rhyme And now my head is turned around You picked me up from off the ground Just playing games All my 
than what this world can give. Cause I found in you, my Lord, a love that will forever live. It must be heavenly love, heavenly love, God sending His own Son. It must be heavenly David and the Giants, along with David Huff and his daughter Kelly. Now, while the group had numerous hits in the CCM Rock and Radio charts, the band had a total of 21 songs on the adult contemporary charts throughout their time in the mainstream industry. This included our featured tune that you just heard, Heavenly Love, which landed in the number eight spot on that chart in the summer of 1987. Now I asked David when his daughter Kelly started to show an interest in music, and well, here's the story behind his discovery of his daughter's talent. When she was 12 years old, I didn't even know she sang. I guess she was a little shy about being around me and doing that, I don't know why, but anyway, we had a little event at the recording studio there in Mississippi, and uh, for everybody's Christmas present at church, that knew how to sing, we invited from the pulpit, you know, everybody that, that wanted to sing a song uh, and be on a CD, well back then it was albums really, and more tapes. We said, we invited you, this was gonna be your Christmas present, and if you didn't sing, just come and say something for the Lord as a, a witness. And so, lo and behold, my daughter Kelly showed up that night, 
And she said, Daddy, I, I, I want to sing a song too. I said, Okay. I said, I'm excited. So, anyway, I was engineering the recording, and so everybody was coming on singing. When Kelly came on, there was a texture in her voice that was the texture of like an Amy Grant. And that was, of course, her superstar. You know, that's who she really listened to. And, and at 12 years old, I recognized that she had an incredible talent. And so today she's living in, in California and she's getting ready for a brand new CD. And I'm working with her on it. But I look forward to everybody hearing her new CD. Full circle. Full circle. Well, we're almost at the close of another edition of Full Circle. But I thought I'd let you hear one more segment of my conversation with David Huff of David and the Giants. In 1988, after three albums with Murr Records, the band started their own label called Giant Records. And the debut release was called Strangers to the Night. And while this next song was not a hit, I found out why it has a special place in David's heart when I asked him if there was a song that he didn't write that was his favorite. That's a nice question, Jerry. You know what I always remember about you? was that you always ask the questions that most guys that would do radio interviews, you know, sometimes you prepare yourself in your mind what questions they might ask, but you always throw a curve, and I like that a lot. Well, I can really brag on this song because, you know, because I've always tried to be cautious, and I, I pray that anything that would be spoken today that wouldn't be taken like, hey, he's trying to, he's really making puffing himself up here but uh, I would never do that because I know that all good things comes down from the father of lights in whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning so it's not me if there's something good it's got to be the Lord but now that particular song let me brag on it some uh, that was written by our brother Gary Turner from Texas and we were in Dallas, Texas and he gave me a tape he said, I want you to check out this song that I wrote. I said, sure. And uh, so we were on our way to Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, I put the cassette in. And when I started listening to this song, Jerry, I cried like a baby. And so I rewound it, and I thought, would this song affect me that same way? And it affected me the same way. So I listened to it several times. And then when we got to uh, Oklahoma, our destination, everybody got out of the van except me. At that time, we traveled in just a van and trailer. We weren't in the bus yet. And so everybody got out, I remember. And there's been two occasions that I did this on two different songs that I recorded. And this was one of them. And I said, Lord, I'm going to play this song again. If it affects me the same way, I feel like that you want me to record it. And I pushed play, and I wept even more like a baby. But that, that song has really touched a lot of people. And I, I want to tell you something, humbly before the Lord, that the brother Gary Turner that wrote that song, I could never sing it as good as he did because there was something so special about the way he did it. You know, sorrowfully, on one hand, I tell you that, that he's not with us anymore. He went to be with the Lord a few years ago ago. But on the other hand, truthfully, I can tell you that I know where he's at today, and I really look forward to being with him, because he's one of the greatest brothers I ever knew in my life. 
with the closing song from the Strangers to the Night Project, as well as the closing song for our show. Here's David and the Giants. I was the nails. If I were the ground where Jesus nailed down to pray, I would have told him I loved him in so many ways. I would have liked to bend the flower that drank of his tears. I would have reached up to touch him and comfort him there. But I was the cup he was to drink of. I was a hurt he felt inside And I was the nails that held him there And he was the answers to my prayers I would have liked to bend the purple robe They made my Jesus wear I would have wrapped myself around him And showed him my care And if I was a robin Looking down from the tree I would have sunk him a little song How could this be? But I was the pain Upon his back I was the thorns in his crown And I was the nail That held him there He was the answers to my prayers And if I was a son, I too would have hit my face And if I was the earth, I'd tremble and shake And if I were the clouds, I would thunder and cry Oh, but I was a spear that pierced his side And I was a pain Oh, it's so true, friends. We have broken his heart and brought him so much pain. As through disobedience, we crucify him afresh. David and the Giants, and we are the Nails. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. 
Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.